0: ago, we began a series that we, uh, we're calling Love Over Knowledge, and the more I get into this, the more excited about it I am becoming. It is such a big part of the New Testament, and we have not emphasized it enough in proportion to how much of it is there. Go to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. If you haven't been with us, uh, the the previous messages are available. If you're in the buildings here or in Sarasota, on your way out, you can go by the uh, area they'll show you. Ask any any usher or anybody around, they'll point you the right direction. You, You can get a hard copy of these messages at no charge, but the quickest, easiest way is go online, and you can watch, listen, free of charge, no no cost at all. Around here we have a saying: no charge means no excuse, no excuse <laughs> for not not getting it, not knowing it. And you can get caught up with us because we're uh, we've already talked about this. Uh, what this is our fourth or so uh, time. And so uh, in First Corinthians 13, uh, this is called the great uh, love chapter. But actually half of it is about growing up spiritually. And uh, that's not a change of subject because growing up spiritually is growing up in love. God is love. Growing up spiritually is growing up in God, which is growing up in love. Well, he talks about the characteristics of the God kind of love. And then he says, um, in verse 9, that that love never fails. Other translations say it it never comes to an end. And uh, that uh, whether there be prophecies, they'll fail. Tongues, they'll cease. Knowledge, it'll vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Everybody say that out loud, we know in part. We know in part. Now if we know in part, we should not act like we know it all.
1: Because
0: we don't. I said we don't. Nobody you know is right about everything. Hmm? Including your favorite Preachers or your favorite teachers. or Nobody you know is right about everything that they say and do. You know why? They only know part. Well, if you only know a part, what does that mean? There are other parts you are clueless about. You just don't know. And it's that not knowing that can cause you to say some dumb things. Huh? Is everybody awake? Yes. Have you ever said any dumb things or did any dumb things because you didn't know? And later on, you're like, oh, okay, then just scratch what I said. because <laughs> It says now we know in part, then he goes on to talk about uh, being a child Thinking like a child and understanding like a child and talking like a child. But then growing up, putting away childish things. And, and he talked about knowing in part, but, but then eventually uh, knowing as we are known. Our knowledge, our awareness and understanding is very small now compared to what it will be. But it should be expanding, it should be increasing and growing. If you're walking with God, it is. If you don't know God, it is not. And people pride themselves. We we live in the education information age. Uh, And people pride themselves on their degrees. And I'm not against education, but not all education is good. Not all education is even true or right. I don't care how many letters somebody has at the end of their name or how many books they write. That doesn't make them right. It doesn't make the book right. Hmm? And uh, just because you paid a lot of money and went to school doesn't mean the classes you were in and the courses you took told you the truth. And so maybe you learned a lot of stuff, but how much of it is even true or right? And we got a lot of people deceived into thinking. And, and, and the, the thing, the enemy, he does the same thing with every generation. He's fine with you finding out that it's not right, but it taking you 20 years to figure it out. <laughs> Sometimes 40 years. And by the time you do... You have messed up your life and you have wasted precious years that you won't get back. But this is the risk you you take when you don't have God in your life, when you don't have the truth in your life. Because, brother, sister, the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank God for the truth. His word, that book you got, his word is truth. His spirit is the spirit of truth. What does that mean? You can count on it. You can build your life on it. You're not going to find out 50 years from now something was wrong with it. You're going to find out fifty years from now it was better and righter than you knew it. You thought it was. That's what you're going to find out. Writer, that sounds like one of your words, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> writer and gooderer. <laughs> Don't you thank God for Dave and Kim? And He's he been doing a good job on, on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah, and you learned some new words. <laughs> Go to 1 Corinthians, if you would, the 2nd and third chapter, in 1 Corinthians 2, he's talking about, in the latter part of it, being spiritual, being spiritual, and being spiritual is not what some think. Uh, You can quote a lot of scriptures and be very unspiritual. You can actually pray a lot and be messed up.
1: <laughs> huh? <laughs>
0: yeah. In that passage where we just were, he talked about, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love, it's like beating a pot, banging a cymbal. Your praying is like beating a pot? What good is that? So just because people go to church, just because they quote scriptures, just because they pray, doesn't make them right, doesn't make them spiritual. <laughs> it's a quietness,
1: church.
0: <laughs> huh? What what makes you spiritual? And I'm well, I'm spiritual in the sense that pleases God. What what's caused you to, to grow up? Well, Ephesians talks about speaking the truth in love may grow up into him. And in 1 Corinthians 2 here you'll see uh, more indications of what makes a spiritual person versus an unspiritual. 1 Corinthians 2 verse uh, 14 says the natural man receives not The things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Don't be shocked when unsaved people, or even unspiritual people, think the things of God are foolish. Hmm? Don't be shocked. Some things you've got to grow up some, to even realize how important they are. How significant they are. They are not mentally discerned. Spiritually discerned. Keep going. He that is spiritual judges. Or that word can be translated discerns. Because that's already what he was talking about. Discerns or distinguishes all things. Yet he himself is discerned of no man. Keep going. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? How about nobody? Nobody teaches God something he didn't know. Never happened, never will. He teaches you. you don't teach him. You don't instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Oh man, that is a confession we are to make on a regular basis. huh? Everybody said out loud, I have the mind of Christ. The mind, the, the mind of the anointed one.
1: I have, I have.
0: the anointed mind. mind. Who That ought to make you quick, sharp, bright. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Come on, say it again. I have, I have. The, anointed the anointed mind. I have the anointed mind. Do not talk this foolishness about getting old and getting forgetful. And not being as sharp. You forgot things when you were 16. Huh? Don't be foolish. No. And uh, according to Deuteronomy 28, being crazed in the wits and distracted and distressed and all those kind of mental problems, that's part of the curse of the law. And according to Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Somebody say, I will never lose my mind. I have, I have the mind of Christ. Mind of Christ.
1: Thank you.
0: I'll be quick, I'll be sharp, yes.
1: I'll be solid. Yes.
0: Is that right? Stable. Yes.
1: My whole life. Amen.
0: My whole life. Amen. Somebody said, well, you, you hope you'll be. No, no I, you. I will be. Yes. Not because I'm so amazing, but because of the grace of God. Yes. And I'm going to say what he says. I'm going to agree with him instead of disagreeing with him. Somebody says, well other people hope they would too But you just you just never know That's not a scripture You just never know That's not a scripture How about the 91st Psalm Would it be alright to quote the Bible A thousand May fall on this side Ten thousand on this side But it won't come near me if you want results different from other people have, you've got to think, talk and believe different than other people talk. You want to talk all this wavering ambiguity and just never know. Well, we'll wait and see. Well, you'll have the same thing everybody else has. But if you dare 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 to have some courage and, and say what the word says about you, whoo, you can you can sail through where other people go down. You can stay strong while other people fade. Thank you. Hallelujah. Got to preaching just a little bit there. Uh, uh, we have the mind of Christ. Now, this wasn't written in chapter and verse, so just keep going. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as under spiritual, but as under carnal. Another word for carnal is fleshy, flesh as as opposed to spirit. But as unto fleshy, even as unto babes in Christ. Now see, he was talking about this in our text we read in chapter thirteen. Some might be in babies. Keep going. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto or up till now you were not able to bear it; neither yet now are you able. What's he saying? I would have given you more, but you couldn't take it. And this is something else that we need to, uh, to realize. One of the first messages I preached on being redeemed from the curse of the law, Phyllis and I had just found out about it for about three weeks. <laughs> we were so excited. And they gave me an opportunity at my little local country church on a Wednesday night to share a few things. I had not been sharing. I was not a minister, not even remotely. And I thought, this is my chance. This is my, look at this. God gave me this, and now they say share? Whoa! this is God. And so, man, I shared everything I had heard and knew in about five minutes, and the pastor stood up and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then somebody got up and testified about Uh, contrary to what I had said, and somebody else, Deacon got up and testified, and they shut me down. Set me down. That's how my ministry kicked off. (laughs) They set me down. Later that night, I was laying in the bed trying to go to sleep, and I thought, Lord, that didn't go well. (laughs) You know what? What? Man, did I do something wrong? And uh, two things... The Lord gave me, stayed with me to this day, and that was uh, 40 years ago or more, Uh, more than that, 42 or three. And uh, the Lord uh, had, it played over again that the pastor said, Keith, are you saying such and such? One of them was, are you saying we don't have to be sick? And I said, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and the Lord said, wrong. You didn't say that. I said, you're redeemed from the curse of the law. He said, they don't mind arguing with you. That was obvious. <laughs> he said, but arguing with me is a different thing. Arguing with my He said, don't, don't take personal responsibility for my word like that. Refer people to what I said. Let it be between me and them. That's some of the best advice you'll ever get. Is that right? Don't just answer. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, we don't really care what you're saying. What did he say? Make it between him and them, not you and them. And if you can't find scripture for it, you've already been saying too much anyway. Is that right? You need to you need to chill. Spend some more time in the Word. <laughs> And the other thing, he said, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, "And he said, they've never heard any of this. This was a real traditional church, so they've never heard any of this. They needed about a half a teaspoon of this, and you tried to give them a truckload. Well, <laughs> <laughs> babies that are on milk, I mean, I've seen little, little ones, you know, uh, the little bitty bottle, and, and they'll drink about that much of it, and they're good. You think, wow, how much was that? Well, you try to feed them a piece of steak. Not going to work. Is that right? And so, uh, uh, isn't that what he's saying? There's a lot I would have given you, but you 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 couldn't handle it. You and he said you couldn't before, and you're still not able. You you haven't grown like you you should have grown or could have grown by this time. Why? Why haven't they grown? Why weren't they in better shape to receive more? Keep reading. For you are yet carnal. He says it again. You're carnal. These are tongue talkers. huh? They also have the gifts of the Spirit manifesting in their services. Is that right? And yet they are carnal. Why? For there is among you... Envying and strife and divisions. Are you not carnal? What is one of the most outstanding indicators of not being spiritual? Strife. Strife. I don't care how many scriptures you quote, how much you say you pray. If you can't get along with people, always fussing, always fighting, creating strife and divisions, you are not spiritual. I don't care if you can quote half the New Testament. Is is everybody awake? Am Am I making this up or am I reading scriptures? You are yet carnal. Why? Because there is among you envying, strife, and divisions. That's proof. You have not grown up. You are not growing up spiritually. You're fleshy. You're carnal. You're walking as men, or that could be translated as mere men, as unsaved men. You're walking like the world. You're acting like unsaved people. Because that's what they do. They fight. They argue. They split. They envy. Keep going. For while one says, I'm of Paul. So, Mrs., what's wrong with that? Well... They mean Paul only. <laughs> and another one said what? I'm a, I'm a What's wrong with that? It's Apollos only. Are you not carnal? What makes you carnal? We talked last about, I introduced this phrase I believe the Lord gave me, was uh, generalizations, yeah. absolutes, and ultimatums what about them watch out for them beware of generalizations what do you mean well all men are like this how many men do you know there's billions on the planet what percentage you just told a lie well you know all women are like that and how much do you know about women Huh? Well you know how the Baptists are. How many people did you just lump into one category? Huh? Light-skinned people, dark-skinned people, brown, red, white, whatever. Well, they're all like that. You just told a lie. All Republicans are that way. How many how many do you know? Generalizations, lumping everybody into one thing, you're going to be deceived and you're going to be a deceiver if you do these kind of things. Don't do that. You've got to remind yourself of how much you don't know. Hmm? People you've never met, what do you know about them? Even people that you've seen and heard some, how much do you really know about them? You've got to remind yourself of this all the time and not make these sweeping assumptions and judgments. You've got to remind yourself continually, I only know just a little part of this. And I've got to watch my thinking that I don't jump to something else and fill in the blanks and assume a bunch of stuff. Beware of generalizations. And what are the other ones? absolutes, absolutes. Now, if the Lord says something is an absolute, it's an absolute. If he says he's the only way, that's it. He's the only way. But if a group comes up and says it's Paul only, Apollos only, only Trump, never Trump, Come on, are y'all with me? That's an absolute. Hmm? It's either this way or no way. You either do it like this or we can't be apart. What did they just tell us? They're carnal, unspiritual. And that's not what you want to be. Huh? You're either word of faith or you don't know anything. That'd be a lie, huh? Huh? You either Catholic? Are you not in the church? Huh? You the Pentecostal, or you don't know the Spirit? Well, what are these absolutes? (laughs) Are y'all okay? What is that acting like? that's acting like you know it all and that's a lie you might get confused once in a while but the people around you they know you don't know it all (laughs) we gonna be okay (laughs) one says I'm of Paul another says I'm of Apollos are you not carnal who is Paul And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. He's saying, Paul should not get the glory. Apollos shouldn't get the glory. Right? Being cliquish, having, dividing up, separating into groups, shows you're carnal. We talked about this. I, uh, you know, even on this last trip, I ministered in some, to, to some different groups, some different people than some that we might normally encounter. And it was good. It was wonderful. Man, God has good people all over the planet. People that love him. People that know things that would benefit us. We might be strong in this area, but they're strong over here. And boy, you put us together, well, we're all enhanced. But you split us apart, we're robbed. We continue to be deficient. And uh, I mentioned how years ago, Phyllis and I, we went to a place. When I came back, some people kind of challenged me and said, why did you go with this minister to them? I said, well, they, they asked me to. And I thought I should have. Well, they were, they're not, they were not our camp. And... Uh, But I I had a good time. And and they seemed to have a good time too. uh, Phyllis and I got on the floor. We had to pray about this and say, okay, what what are we going to do? And uh, the Lord dealt with me strongly. That if he he was going to be able to use me to minister to more than one group, I would have to not judge these other groups or speak ill of any other group. And I would have to not, I make up my mind, I'm not choosing one over another. People say, well, if you're going to be with us, you can't be with them. Well, then tear up my card. (laughs) (laughs) Can we be with me or not? Now, it's it's easy to say this, but doing it's another thing. But Phyllis and I felt so strong about it. We got on the floor in our little kitchen. And we committed before the Lord. We uh, I said, Lord, I see this. And we are not. We are not choosing one group only and, and ignoring the rest of the body of Christ. I can have more than one friend. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Hmm? Yes, sir. And people's doctrine doesn't have to be perfect for me to fellowship with them because why would I think my doctrine's perfect? Amen. Oh, come on, y'all, listening or not why because if I'm I'm thinking that my doctrine is what everybody else's should be measured by I'm thinking too highly of myself I'm acting like I know it all and that's a lie I don't know it all I know parts they know parts do you agree with any of that then say it out loud I I don't have to choose one group only and exclude, and exclude everybody else. I can have more than one friend. I,
1: have
0: one friend. I, don't, have I don't have to agree with every point, every point of their doctrine to have good fellowship with
1: them. Fellowship.
0: Brother Hagan used to talk about, Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr., who's in heaven now, that he and, and Mom Hagin, his wife, Miss Aretha, had good friends, uh, the good ones that they were fellow ministers and pastors, that they enjoyed so much fellowshipping with them. Sometimes they'd drive hours out of their way just to spend an afternoon with them or a meal in an evening. They were, and they were all busy, both of them were. But uh, Brother Hagin used to say that he and Brother Goodwin would discuss Scripture and sometimes get pretty intense about it. And they didn't agree on every point. But they were still the best of friends. They loved each other greatly. And so they'd get to a point and go, well, I don't agree with that. And the other guy would say, well, I I don't agree with you. Okay, let's go get something to eat. (laughs) Is that right? There's got to be a point where you go, all right, might as well put a cap on that for now. And, And what would help you to do that? The realization, I don't know it all. And they don't know it all. They may be wrong about that. Yeah, and you may be wrong about something. Huh? If we really only know part of it, why would we act like we know it all? That's a deception. And it's realizing that a valuable friend like that that really loves you and respects you, you'd be a fool to throw that away over some doctrinal dispute. Now, we're not talking about is Jesus Lord or is he not? Right? I mean, that's a big deal. But a lot of these other things, they're, you know, and, and Brother Hager used to say, you can disagree without being disagreeable. Amen. You can be kind. You know? I had a fellow some years ago, he was plying me with his particular doctrine. He didn't know it, but by the second sentence, I knew where he was going. I'd heard it before. And so he kept saying, so you, you understand what I'm saying? I said, I think so. And he said, so you you understand this and this and this and this? I said, I think so. He said, so you agree? I said, no. (laughs) He said, well, I I thought you said you you understand. I said, I think I do. He said, but you don't agree? I said, no. I smiled when I said it. (laughs) He was like scratching his head. No, but... Does that mean we can't be around each other? That's it. You know, you have to form the Paul only a group and the Apollos only group. That shows you are carnal, not spiritual. You're carnal and you're yielding to wrong spirits that cause strife and division that are intent not just on making an issue out of a doctrinal difference, they're intent on splitting the church. They're intent on ruining ministry. They're intent on damaging, destroying the church. And you don't want to be a part of that. You do not want to be a part. You don't want to be responsible for having any part in destroying a church that was going well, a ministry that was going good. Yeah, but they had they had some you know doctrinal deficiencies. Well, first of all, says you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Maybe you're right. Maybe you're not. But go find one that is perfect in every point. If you found it and joined it, you'd mess it up when you joined.
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: Are y'all okay? So neither is he that plants anything, neither he that waters, but it's God that gives the increase. It's not Paul, it's not Apollos, it's not Peter, it's God. The emphasis should be, I got some good things from God through Paul. Right? Man, I got some good things uh, from God through Apollos. Man, I took the good things I got from Apollos, from God, and the good things I got through Paul, uh, from God, and man, I'm really doing good. But they both was from God, just different vehicles. But this Paul only, Apollos only, Peter only, he said, doesn't that prove you are still carnal? You still haven't grown up. You still haven't developed. You still got strife in your midst. You're still dividing off into groups. Carnal. Not spiritual. Skip to the end of this chapter here. Verse 21. Therefore let no man glory in men. This is 1 Corinthians 3. 21. Let no man glory in men. Why? Because all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos, or Cephas. What is, what is he saying? You don't have to pick. They all belong to you. Yes. Hmm? Don't say, well, yeah, well, I'm, you know. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, we, we got the Southwest Believers Convention coming up, and I'm going to have a privilege of being involved in that again. A few years ago, I, I was speaking there, and as I came out, a man caught me, and he said, ah, Brother Keith, Brother Keith said, uh, oh, man, he said, my wife likes you. She listens to you all the time. He said, I'm not much on you myself. (laughs) He said, I like Brother Kenneth Copeland. I said, well, I like him too. He said, but my wife thinks you're great. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: Just the booster you're looking for when you come off come off the platform. (laughs) I'm not much on you myself. (laughs) But what what is the, the truth? The truth is you don't have to pick. Is that right? If they're really ministers of God, then they're all gifts from Him, and all the gifts belong to all the body. If you won't separate yourself off from it. All of them. Belong to you. All are yours. Paul, Apollos, Christ. Uh, they're all yours. Verse 23. And you are Christ's. Christ is God's. Say it out loud. All of these ministries. All these ministries belong to me. Belong to me. And, I belong to and I belong to Christ. Christ belongs to God. Belongs to God. Hallelujah. I don't have to pick. I don't have to pick. That's what I was saying when Phyllis and I got in the floor those 42, three years ago and, and, uh, and said, you know, Lord, we're, we're consecrating. Do you help us to think right watch our mouths, not criticize, not judge other groups? A lot of times people talk negative about other groups because they don't think they will ever be around them or see them, or meet them, or know them, well, all that means is God could never use you to minister to them. You can't talk bad about people and then turn around and and minister effectively to them. And, especially today, with social media, word gets around. Is that right? You may think nobody will ever hear what you say, and there were three cell phones with cameras in the room going that you didn't know about, Next thing you know, somebody's watching it in Australia. <laughs> it pays to watch yourself. Right? And when it comes to saying anything negative about any other group, or maybe something they're doing is not right. But who said everything you're doing is right? It's not our job to judge them. It's our job to judge ourselves.
1: Are you all Okay.
0: Go to Romans 14. Romans 14. Can you see there's a lot of this in the New Testament? We saw in 1 Corinthians 8 and 1 Corinthians 10, and you see it in Romans 14. They were asking Paul questions about, is this right or is this wrong? One of them was eating uh, meat that had been sacrificed to idols? This was a big question at that time. All these people grew up worshiping a plurality of gods. They had these giant temples in their city like in Ephesus to the goddess Diana, Artemis, Apollo, Zeus, all this kind of stuff. And this is all they had ever known from the time they were born in multiple generations of their parents and parents and parents back and so they have heard the gospel through Paul and they've gotten saved and they've come to believe that Jesus is the only way. And, but they still got all this idolatry all around them and all their background. And there are continually these offerings and sacrifices made to these so-called gods and goddesses. And even the the, the meat that wasn't eaten in the temple sacrifice. A lot of it was taken afterwards to the markets and sold. But it was meat that had been offered to idols in their ritual worship. And so the question was, is it all right to eat that meat, even if you bought it at the market, or is it not okay? Because it was offered to a false god. And so they're looking for a yes or no answer. Right or wrong do it or don't. Hmm? They, they want a clear. You know. Division. And that's not what the Holy Spirit gave them. Whether you t- I mean, multiple places. Throughout the epistles. You know what he referred them to? Your conscience. Your conscience. Is the big thing. That's what I was saying earlier. I don't think we've emphasized that enough. In the church, even in our generation in modern times, because people still want to do the same thing. Well, is it right or not? Do you do it or not? And people don't like the answer, well, if it doesn't bother your conscience, okay, if it does, no. People are like, nah. <laughs> we, we it's either right or it's wrong. Have you read your Bible? Have you read your New Testament? And when you're talking about paying attention to your conscience, this is something most of the church has not emphasized. And this is the same thing as talking about being led by the Spirit of God. This should be priority to us. I mean, way up at the top of the list, every day of our life, checking your heart, your conscience is the voice of your heart or your spirit. And I'm not talking about hearing voices or feeling things or hot flash, cold flash, goosebumps. No, 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 no. I'm talking about what the scripture says, the spirit of God bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. Well, if he can let you know on the inside you're a child of God, he can let you know something else. He can let you know where this is okay for you or whether it's not. Whether you need to be a part of this or whether not. But listen to the language. Chapter 14, verse 1. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye. Everybody say receive them. But not to doubtful disputations. Not to fussing about it. Receive them. But not so you can argue with them. Everybody say receive them. Another another word is accept them. Some even say welcome them. Receive them. Keep going. One believes he may eat all things. Another who's weak. That's talking about in their faith. He just got through referring to. eats herbs are herbs only. Are there different levels of faith? Yes. Are there different levels of spiritual growth and development? Yes. Do we expect a baby that's on milk to be able to handle a full T-bone and, and, and baked potato? No. That's ridiculous. And yet, people try to do that spiritually. It's like the Lord told me. He said, those folks needed about a half a teaspoon of what you were talking about. And you tried to give them everything. Well, I did give them everything I knew. It only took about 10 minutes. (laughs) But that's because of my immaturity. Can you see that? Me being immature. Keep going. Let not him that eats despise him that eats not. Let not him that eats not judge him that eats. For what? God has received him. What? Deficiencies and all. Huh? Incorrect doctrine and all. Somebody say God has received him. If God has received him, why can't we receive him? Why do they have to meet our criteria before we'll accept? Someone says, well, you know, what's, what's that got to do with us? There, there, there's not, uh, you know, idols, you know, in our city uh, squares, and, and, and there's not that, that, that problem. Come on, just just think a little bit. Let not him that uh, doesn't wear a mask <laughs> despise him that wears a mask. Let not him that doesn't get vaccinated judge him that gets vaccinated. Phyllis and I have talked about this recently. Uh, everywhere I've gone, I've seen churches down in attendance, even some big churches. Uh, Sometimes half the people have not come back since they quit going. Uh, Two big things, too. The political upheaval and fallout and the COVID, the pandemic. And we've had, thank God, not too many, but we've had a few of our own people that uh, lambasted us and, and said, you know, that, that me and Phyllis didn't have enough faith or we would, uh, we, have not, we would have not allowed masks or I wouldn't have said something about, you know, it's okay to be vaccinated if you want to be. That uh, I just, you know, we just didn't have enough faith. Well, what about this? What about the word of God? Aren't people at different places in their development? Aren't they at different places in their faith? And how would I know all about it? How would you know? Huh? I'm not a, uh, oh what's the word The, uh, the people that study the viruses and all that kind of stuff and and the researchers and, and um, I, I've heard good reports about vaccines I've heard bad reports about vaccines right. is that right? Yes, I, I've heard good reports about masks I've heard bad reports about masks mm-hmm. and somebody said well, why don't you say what you and Phyllis did because I don't want you doing what we did because we did it right. and that's not where your faith is right. I was criticized by some people. Well, you you didn't say enough about Trump. God didn't call me to preach Trump. He didn't say go into all the world. (laughs) Preach Trump. (laughs) Well, you didn't say enough about this. You didn't say enough. Well, when you start your church, I reckon you can do it. Just the way you think. We are still here. After all of this, we're doing well. God has had mercy on us. He spared us. He sustained us. Is that right? Well people want to they want us divide it. They want well you you either with us or you against us. See, that's acting like you know it all. That's acting like you... What do you know about the vaccine? What do you know about the science? What do you know about climate change? (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you a lot less than you think you do. (laughs) When you're talking about the power of the sun and the atmosphere of the whole earth... The experts don't know a fraction of what they think they know. So then what's the answer? Not the one you're looking for. Which is, I'm right. I'm right. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. And so if you don't agree with me on this, I can't go to your church anymore. Well, if you don't respect us as your pastors any more than that, you're probably right. You don't think we can hear from God any better than that. And you think you learned a few things about faith after two or three years, and you passed us who's been going for 40-some years. Isn't that amazing? Just whew, passed us by. <laughs> or could there be more to it than what you initially thought? Where are, where are you? Where am I in our spiritual growth and development? Do I eat it? Do I not eat it? What did the Spirit of God say through Paul? Check your conscience. Check your conscience. Do I wear it? Do I not wear it? Do I take it? Do I not take it? I've had people that I counsel with, if they don't take the vaccine... They lose their whole job and their career and everything that they have worked and built up for years and years. They just have to walk away from it. Should I make that decision for them? Should you make that decision for them? It's easy for you to say what they should do when it doesn't affect you. doesn't affect your paycheck. And even if there was an issue with the vaccine, could God protect you from it or not? Mike and I had to take some stuff, not, not that particular thing I'm talking about, but even years ago we had to take, what is it, yellow fever and other kind of stuff. We had to have the documents. They wouldn't even let us in the country if we didn't have them. Did I want to take that? No, I didn't want to take it. But am I going to let that keep me from going to preaching to people and laying hands on 500 pastors? I had to check my own heart. What do I do? That's not something you should answer for me. Is that right? That's not. I shouldn't listen to a bunch of news and, and a bunch of so-called experts. I need to get in the floor. Is that right? I need to ask God. What do I do? And if he, if he directs me, don't do that, then I shouldn't do it. Right? And you shouldn't judge me about whether I do or don't. And I shouldn't judge you about whether you do or you don't. And that's love. And that's grace. And that's God. Oh, come on. Can you see this? This is right. Don't let somebody push you into a little box and cut yourself off from other people. See, look look at how ignorant it is. Somebody that was your friends. You had fellowship. You learned and grew together for 10 years. And now you just walk away from them because they don't agree with you on this little point. That's being carnal, unspiritual, unspiritual. Are y'all okay? Keep going. You want to do yourself a favor, take time and read this 14th chapter carefully. Read it in other translations. It is, it's a big New Testament truth. He said, uh, verse 3, let not him that eats despise him that eats not, or look down. What's he saying? You should have more faith like us. Why don't don't you do what we do? You don't have to you don't have to stay, uh, you know, with those vegetables. Look at this big steak. Yeah, but it was offered to Diana the goddess. Yeah, but she's nothing. You're trying to get them to live on your faith. You're trying to make them live on your revelation. And if they violate their conscience and you pushed them to it, you did a bad thing. You hurt a baby. You hurt a child of God. And love over knowledge means you don't push a cause over a child of God. And no matter how much you know about it, You've got to remind yourself, I don't know it all. I only know parts. Let not him that eats not judge him that eats. See, the person that's not eating the, the sacrificial meat, they're looking at the person that does and go, Oh, you're sinning. Oh, you're sinning. You should have nothing to do with those idols. And that idol meat. Judging and despising and divisions. Can you see that? You, you can't keep doing that until somebody says, well, I'm not going there anymore. Right. right. And the church then is cut in half. Or, you know, there's numerous churches. I, somebody was telling me out on the West Coast churches they used to be a part of, three of them didn't survive the pandemic. And they were going concerns before that. And now buildings are empty, doors are closed. Is that the will of God? No. No. But the strife over the politics and the strife and division over the vaccines and the masks. Can you see? That's what the devil was after. Oh, yeah, he's big on killing people, but he's bigger on destroying the church. Hmm? That's the biggest thing he's after. And sadly, it has been too effective. We can make up our mind, not with us. I said, not with us. We're not going to be carnal and push these things and despise and judge and exclude. People don't need to listen to you or me. They need to listen to their conscience. They need to listen to God. Is that right? And one of the greatest things we can do is help them to look inside and listen to him. Say it out loud. They don't need to listen to me. They need to listen to God. And see that your conscience is the voice of your spirit. And that's where he is. He's inside there. His spirit is inside you. And I, I, I dare not presume that I know what you're supposed to do and not do. Because I don't know where you're at in your faith. I don't know what you see and what you don't see. Who am I? I'm not the Holy Ghost police. Somebody say, I don't know. I don't know. He, knows. he knows. Keep keep going. Who are you that judges another man's servant? To his own master he stands or he falls. Yea, he shall be holding up or made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. Don't you like that phrase? You know. Well, what? Yeah, but they seem to—they seem to be—they can't do anything. They think everything's wrong, and and they don't have enough faith to do this, enough faith to do that. They are God's servant, not yours. And this is not the end. He is able. To make them stand. He is able to get them through this and cause them to grow up and get to the next level. And when you grow up, you'll see some things differently too. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10, why do you judge another man's servant? Why do you set it not, your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. What does that mean? You've got a full-time job, honey. <laughs> Taking care of yourself. Is that right? <laughs> Seeing about what you're going to give an account for at the end of your life, about what you knew and what you didn't know and the light you walked in or you didn't. you got no time to be judging other folks. All of us are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to give an account of what, what happened. Verse uh, 14, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus Christ that there's nothing unclean of itself. Paul went ahead and said, you know, basically, I can eat anything. It doesn't bother me. But. To him that esteems anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Is that right? If they think it's wrong, then if they went ahead and did it thinking it's wrong, they have sinned. And if you pushed them to do it, you're part of it. But if your brother be grieved with your food, now walkest thou not in love. Destroy not him with your meat for whom Christ died. Let not your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Let us follow the things that make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. For meat destroy not the work of God. One translation says, For a chunk of meat, Do not destroy the church of God, the work of God, for a plate of food. Do not hurt the church over a mask. Huh? Do not hurt the church over a vaccine. Are y'all awake or not? Do not divide the church over Trump. In a few more days, in a few more years, the Trump's going to sound, there ain't going to be any Republican Party. There won't even be a U.S. of A. Are y'all listening? But the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God will never cease, will never fail. And everybody that had a part of building the church, you're going to have eternal reward. But if you help tear down the church... Be held accountable for that, too. For, for food do not destroy the work of God. For any of these things. All things, indeed, are pure, but evil for the man who eats it with offense. Verse, uh, verse 20, 21, and we'll read the rest of it. It, it. It's good for you to eat flesh, not to drink wine, anything whereby your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Do you have faith? Then push it off on everybody else. No. <laughs> no, sir. Don't. Y'all got just a couple more minutes. Yes. Oh, this must have been 30 some years ago. I was teaching at Ramah. Love Ramah. Love the Hagans. Big part of who we are today. And uh, there was a Pentecostal man. Not in our camping group. He and his wife were ministers. We had actually gone, Phyllis and I had gone to some of their home meetings and were greatly blessed. Man, they, they moved in the spirit in some unusual ways. And it was just wonderful. But they weren't, you know, word and faith, so to speak. They didn't necessarily preach everything or believe everything that we do. Not to say we're right about everything. Right. And uh, a few years after that, I'd heard that she had gotten sick and was sick a while and passed on. And they were they were a little bit older, not that old, but uh, I was in a restaurant and I saw him sitting at a table by himself, and I came by and said hi to him and and uh told him I heard about his wife's home going and I was glad for her, and I realized he'd miss her and and we talked about heaven a little bit and he looked down and he said, "You know some uh some of those faith people came by to see me." And, he said, they said if she'd had enough faith, she'd have lived. And she just didn't have faith. And he said, uh, he looked at me with tears in his eyes. He said, that didn't help me. I said, yes, sir, I'm sorry about that. That's that's not right. That's not right. But this is, in that case, knowledge over love. Can you see this? For one thing. Th- these were younger guys. You know. Saying. They-, they knew less of the parts. Than they even imagined they did. and Right. And maybe their general statement. About faith making a difference. Some of that is true. But they. What were they? I think they were in their 20's or 30's. Let's see, they'll make it to their 70s and 80s and 90s. Let's see them do better. You'll see a lot of folks that are so adamant about it. When any little thing hits them, they're the biggest babies. Oh, this is not supposed to be happening to me. I'm a faith person. Well, we're finding out how much of a faith person you are. How do we know about this woman, who is a wonderful woman, godly woman, spiritual woman, ministered powerfully in the gifts of the spirit how do we know what led up to this and and what her faith is and where she is and knew and, and didn't know we don't I said we don't so and besides that she's already with Jesus right so why how many understand? this is not the time or the place to be talking about this and besides that you don't know half what you think you know about that, especially, you know, you're young, you're, you know, 25 and never been through much, and uh, talk to us again when you hit 80, right? Tell us about how how easy breezy it was. (laughs) Not knowledge over love, not pushing a cause at the expense of a child of God. Love above and over yes. knowledge. Yes. Can you say amen? amen? He said, do you have faith? Have it to yourself. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. Help him out. Help him out. <laughs> say, have your faith to yourself. <laughs> Happy is the, the person that doesn't condemn themselves in the thing which they allow, the thing you need to do: keep your conscience clear. Walk in the light that you have, and if your heart's not bothering you about what you're allowing and doing, you're in good shape. But how do you know another person's heart? What they see, what they don't, you don't know. And he that doubts is da- the word down here is condemned. If he eats, because he eats not of faith, because whatever is not of faith is sin. If you can't do it with a clear conscience, if you can't do it in confidence, then don't do it. I don't care who else is doing it. I've had people, you know, people all through the pandemic stuff, people had asked me questions, you know, well, do I get the vaccine? Do I not get the vaccine? One of the big things is fear is a killer. Fear opens the door to the devil. Can you get rid of some fear? By taking the vaccine? A lot of people could. Are you afraid of the vaccine? <laughs> then you don't take it. But is it the same for everybody? No. It is not. What about the mask? Well, I don't think it does any good in the world. Well, we're not scientists. We're not doctors. We don't really know. Uh, you may be right. But if somebody gets rid of some fear by putting it on. Yeah. Huh? And how far have you made it through this or that? See, you see how quiet it got? Some people still, they're ready to get edgy about it. Ready to get huffy. <laughs> well, well, what did you just show us? You're carnal. You need to grow up. You need to learn you don't know everything. Right? How much do you actually know about all this? (laughs) Well, if you don't know it all, don't act like you know it all. And realize, I'm not responsible for all this. It'll help you out. Man, a load will come off of you. You think, man, this is too big for all me telling everybody what they should do and and shouldn't do. (laughs) That's too big for me, is that right? I don't know people's hearts. I don't know their background. I don't know what they see, where their faith is, where it's not. What what do I need to do? What do I need to do? You need to listen to God. You need to pay attention to your conscience on the inside of you, right? And you need to keep your heart clear and your conscience clear 24-7. And if you're wrong about some things, just work on that, keeping your heart clear and your conscience clear, and the Lord will show you as you go. You'll grow, you'll develop, some things will change, that'll be true with all of us. And years from now, we'll look back and laugh at a lot of this stuff and go, man, I thought I had to do that. Yeah, I know. I thought, me too. I thought, I know, we thought we had to do it this way. I know. But we're just his little children. That's not a figure of speech. Stand on your feet, everybody.